Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Ro, and we're here to review uh, the latest Marvel uh, movie, uh, Eternals, the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilization is directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, what do you think? I liked it, but I wanted more from it. Um, it was very beautiful. I love Chloe Zhao's uh, shooting style, her cinematography. It is a lore movie, and I don't know how audiences are going to be able to handle that because it doesn't really get to be the typical movie people expect of an MCU movie until the third act. So, so yeah. So I've seen a lot of people talking about you know this movie being review bombed and things like that. I'm gonna be honest here. I don't agree that it's being review bombed. I think the those scores are pr- maybe a little on the low side, but are probably about right because I, I, I saw a review that basically, or I saw somebody say this, that this is a movie that is ambitious, it is big, um, but that doesn't always mean that it's... Uh, here's the thing. This is a movie that's going to be reviewed against, and, and its competition is not like, you know, DC films or other... No, it's competition to other MCU films. And the problem with this film, to me, is that it is a beautifully shot film. It has some great action scenes. There's a lot to really like about this film. But what you said there about this is a deep lore film, absolutely. Like, this film is one that, this is the first time I've seen when Marvel's done a really good job over the, and we talked about this. I mean, Marvel's taken us through the multiverse. Multi, you know, They've done a lot of stuff. This is the first time where I'm going like, I think you guys went too close to the sun. I think you guys, you over, you guys have done a really good job of leading on into the way. This film right here, Eternals, is a little bit too far out there. Even for me, like the after credit scenes themselves, there's two after credit scenes in here. And everybody's talking about how great they are. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. The first one is good and it's fun. If you know the lore, you're good. They, have, they saw the name drop somebody else for you to even care. And the other one, guys, that is like, why would any, like, no nobody would know what i like, did it's i mean no yeah you're right there's gonna be us that's the problem this is a film for a very 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 niche group of people oh oh yeah and that um, is see, that is the that, biggest problem yeah. with this film because it does this, it does this a is lot the first of things. time that this is the very first time that an mcu movie said catch up this is the this is the first time that they didn't do a lot of um open explanation it's it's the first time where yes. it, it feels like they're doing some of the things that they started to do towards the end of phase one and then again towards the end of phase two when they have to open up the door and they have to set the groundwork for things that are coming mm-hmm. because they these things don't exist in their their cinematic universe and they need to so yes. On, on it, with that respect, I feel like that they could have done a better job of kind of pulling some of those things together, especially once you started hitting some of those slow points mid-film. Like, but yeah. it's other yeah. than that, I, I, I do think that this movie one. I think some of it is the the scores are a little low because once again, I will say it all day long people have a very narrow view for what they think of as a quote superhero movie and this goes be this proves 
that statement to be even more flawed by the people who get assigned to review it. Now, you totally and completely respect what you're saying. I think the scores are a touch low, but I don't think they're wrong. This movie is going to divide people hard. Yes. And I'm okay with it. Well, I and I think, well, here's the thing. Marvel's okay with it. I mean, they, let me tell you, they're like, I mean, we did. Here's the thing. I feel like this film is a test kitchen for several things. One, see how far we can get around. Because, and again, this is where I say, this is why I say that I feel like the film, the scores are, like, I would give it higher, but I feel like the scores are about right. And the reason why I say this is because there are certain editing things I think they could have done to, and that they've done in the past that they could have, that they would have done to just in it. Give you a perfect example the Thor films. The first two Thor films, how do you feel about them? They did a really good job of, they always had started with that opening of showing you the flashbacks of what happened in Asgard and things like that. That sets the stage. This film does a lot of flashbacks to kind of show you the eternal through history and things like that. And they're good, but it's like, they kind of break up the action sometimes and they kind of bring up the story a little bit. And while and they're, they're important... they're too uneven. And, 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 right, and they're uneven, but here's the other thing too, and I think this is the biggest problem they have, right? The mm-hmm. biggest problem this film has is it's an ensemble cast, and this is one time when they feel like, and, and again, I can't believe I'm saying this, because normally this is a good thing, but it's a bad thing here. They spend too much time on everybody else. I Honestly, like, literally, they needed to pick really two characters fully focused on. There's too much story here. Like, the whole thing with um, Angelina Jolie and Thena, like, yes, it's, it's an important part of the story. I get it, but it's like, but then you have this other stuff over here that's important. And then this other stuff over here that's important. And it's, just, it's literally an overload of like really in-depth information that's, about, that's also not really well edited together to transition smoothly. And it's just, this is a long film. I mean, that's the other thing too. This is a two hour and 37 minute film. They yes. really... And and this is and this is why I say that the, to me the scores are low. Well, I would give it a higher. You're really testing the patience of the audience here. Like this is and this is where I I I give Marvel credit. I don't think they care, and I think they know very much what they were doing. And I think this is one of those things, like you said, they're clearly setting up for something much larger in the MCU based off of some of the stuff that's here. And but there are times it's just like this is a lot. It's all yeah. Well, see, that's where I'll agree with you. I think that this. I don't think that there was too much about too many people. Believe it or not, I felt like there were parts of the ensemble cast that didn't get enough attention. No, but but the the reason why, yeah, yeah, but the reason why I think they didn't get enough attention is because of what you're saying. I think this movie has an editing problem. I don't think this movie has too much. I don't think it's bloated. I don't think it's rushed. I think they have about thirty-five to forty minutes of the movie inappropriately used, and I think Mm -hmm. they have another twenty minutes of the movie in the wrong order mm-hmm. so about an hour i would say is not it's not good i but I, I i do believe um i enjoy this movie but another part of it is i'm a weirdo and the parts that really catch me for marvel and have always caught me about marvel stories are the ones that kind of go long and go in and go hard about the empathy mm-hmm. and um about um the interconnectedness of things and this movie this movie hits all the bells and whistles because of the subject matter. Mm-hmm. But what I th- I think my major issue is the reason why I think this movie, I think the movie should be scoring in the mid seventies, not the low sixties. And so I know yeah. that's like a 
like not really that much but no i agree with you of, like at, at first it was floating around like 70 to 73 and i was like mm, that makes that's that's about right for me i you're right I, I i when i say i think the scores are about right i was like for what i typically know of, of, of review scores like to me mm-hmm. 60 is about where it was going to land I, I i agree is probably about a it's a, it's a seven i think yeah. I, and, I, and i think that it's a it's a marvel six and it can be a marvel six and a half everywhere else is a seven seven and a half right and i it, think that's the thing a, a, yeah for me it's a marvel seven Mm-hmm. and a not Marvel 7. And mm-hmm. the reason why they both kind of end up evening out for me is because Chloe fucking Zhao. But uh, uh, I, will, I will say I think that the way they open the movie, I'll agree with you, I don't think, it, I don't think that was the best way to handle it. And I think that um, because this is a huge ensemble cast mm-hmm. and there's something important for you to understand about each component of their story. Mm-hmm. Not getting that balance completely right is the thing that's making people walk away from this movie a little confused, feeling like parts were rushed and other parts were too slow, not necessarily understanding completely the tragedy that's in play, plus the bigger um, the bigger story that's going on, mm-hmm. because they do get... Uh, Gemma Chan and Richard Madden's characters, so Circe and Icarus, that story is is hard-coded and it's done beautifully. Mm-hmm. But um, if you don't know who Kit Harrington is, that's a little too deep. That's mm-hmm. a little too deep without them opening the door a bit much. I think people will appreciate it when they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I caught it when they first said his Mm -hmm. name the character Mm -hmm. name and i was like okay let's see if it's let's see if they really do it i'm like i know the opportunity Mm -hmm. is there that that name exists in the mcu it's got it's got a lot of baggage right but i feel like we needed to have had a much more strategic handling of characters like ajax played by salma hayek Mm -hmm. um and having that feel under utilized as a weaving point of the story it's such a weird thing this movie feels both too big and too small at the same time in some places yeah right yeah like i'll even mind i think to me i was fine with everything you know what really really kind of like hurt me a little bit and beyond the fact that i had to be in the theater but i'll talk about that later um (laughs) the (laughs) um the end like i i feel like the end of this film it's like it ran out of steam, like because this, this is a mar- this is a long film, and I feel like they get to the like again. There's there's some <laughs> let's just say this right. Chloe Zhao can shoot, shoot the shit out of a film, and the action scenes in this film. There's a couple of times in here because let's be honest here, Icarus is Superman and um, Makari is the Flash and <laughs> DC. <laughs> listen, <laughs> you need to do a better job of your because uh, uh, Marvel just did, did Marvel, Marvel, Marvel just, Marvel just is- did Super. Man, yeah, Marvel, yeah. Ju- Marvel just did the Flash, and Jesus Christ, like you guys are, uh, you guys have a lot. Uh, uh, good luck, good luck with your not being able to run Ezra Miller because, um, yeah, yeah. Macari, Macari just shows Yo, you. Oh, she like, <laughs> and again, there's another one too. Like, and again, I mean, way better. I mean, I know we've seen uh, Quicksilver a couple times, one in Fla- Fox and one in Marvel. You guys have not seen a runner yet, because like Jesus Christ, what they do yeah, with their understand. character, 
what they do with her character in this film with with speed is fucking great. And and again, these scenes are beautifully shot. The shots between the Eternals and the Deviants, like the the action scenes are beautifully done. There's like, and again, it gives you that idea of like you, like they clearly put a lot of money and time into this. But then there's these other elements in there where I'm just like, like the very end of this film, just like you guys, it feels like you guys ran out of steam. Like it's just. That's I it? feel like that she had a certain thing that belong in superhero movies that she waited until the third act to do all of them, and I think that's why it feels like it runs out of steam. Right, and and then, but also that it's also then clearly an incomplete story too, and right. and again, this is one of those things. And again, because it's Marvel, you're gonna get a password because we know they're gonna complete the story. So there's right. that as well. But again, I I, I think that this was. It was a very ambitious film for them to do. I think they're unapologetic about that, but I think that the reaction to it is going to be because of that. Like people well, have a certain I, level of expectation about certain things. Yeah, I think this movie is going to end up. Um, I think I just cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think this movie is going to end up like some other movies. Um, people are going to appreciate all the things that it got right later. Yes. Um, yes. And yes. people, people have been waiting for a movie so they can knock Marvel back down to what mm-hmm. they consider the particular size. Yeah. And uh, Eternals opens the door for that because this movie it it, it has to do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people want to really pay that much attention to exactly where we are in the storytelling arc, mm-hmm. right? And how much. And how many threads not only got woven together, but the ends got burned. Right. You're not coming back there. You've got to go to another part of the weave to pick up and keep glowing. So this movie has to kind of do some of the reorienting about the five years in a way that makes sense. And I think the decision that they made is one that doesn't generally get made in what people like to typically say are superhero movies. Mm-hmm. This is an epic and yeah. it's told in the same kind of um loose poetic form that an epic poem goes yeah. i really loved that about that but yeah. the danger in doing that is you run into some of the problems that you have when we try to translate epics onto scene yes. onto screen and that's where you start to run into the flaws because this isn't actually the main storyline, super simple, mm-hmm. super straightforward. It's got some twists. It's got some turns. It's got a couple of surprises. But the things that really make this movie kind of sing are if you have an understanding of what's happening. And um, I know we haven't talked about Dune yet, but I got together with the guys, um, with Parrish, Roja, and Shannon popped up uh, about 30 minutes in and God help us all. But uh, we talked a little about some of the book elements that didn't make it to screen and why that was important about Dune. And one of the things I said towards the end that I think is really important is, you know, Denise, Dennis, I don't care if it's one in, his name, Dennis. Dennis was trying to make a lore movie where he felt like he needed to have a certain amount of faithfulness to the specificity of the words on the page. Chloe Zhao made a war movie and had absolute dedication to the ideology and the philosophy and the narrative things that needed to go. So she didn't do things at certain points that narrative 
efficiency and uh, expedience requires. And that's where you run into the flaws in Eternals. But this is a hell of a lore film. And it's artful. It's elegant. And like you said, the way that she combined the things that we recognize and we love about action sequences in a Marvel film, she elevated the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. But they're too far apart. Like, for the emotional integrity to work. Like, we needed more Fastos, and not just because I am a Brian Tyree stand. We needed more of that because that's important. And some of those notes were too subtle. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that also uh, imbalanced other parts of the story because you get to a certain point to where Makari kind of, you're like, where is she? And uh, Leah McHugh played Sprite perfectly. Mm-hmm. But that was underutilized. She was underutilized. I love Kumal, but I think the the angle they took on Kingo is was not as interesting as it could have been for well, as much well, time as it got on screen. There's also some there's some times when characters just kind of disappear because they kind of had to, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" And right, right, it, it, and that's where the, the running out of steam at the end comes in at. Like, mm-hmm. and again, I think this is one of those things that had this been anybody else with Marvel, fine, would have been been okay. Honestly, you know what it reminds me of a little bit, um, Ooh. Aquaman. Because to me, Aquaman, that Aquaman movie that came out was three movies in one. This movie here. I think sometimes some, not totally that way, not three movies, but I feel like they could have spread some of this out. Like they try yeah, to do a is, lot. It's two movies. You're right. It's full out. It's at least two movies. two movies in one. And I think what they, they try to do too much and answer almost too much of one. And I, and I think back to another movie that had characters that you really weren't, uh, weren't really weren't sure about and you introduced. And that was guardians of the galaxy. Guardians of the galaxy made, uh, you know, did what it needed to do. Cause they kept it very, very simple. Right. It's very, very simple. This movie here, though, Eternals, is very, very complex. Like, there's a whole thing here. Right. The, and several things they don't explain. And I, it's one of the things of you're probably going to explain in the future, but there's a lot of things with the Deviants they don't really explain here. You know, there's a lot of things they don't really talk too much about and explain. And they're, not only are they just saying to catch up, but they're just like, we're not going to tell you right now. Uh-oh. We're just going to, you're going to have to stick with us and go for it. And so, I think that's where, you know, Marvel might have to take some, hey, you still got to, you, you can't, you can't jump that far. I know we're doing a lot of out there things with Loki and, and the multiverse and the multiverse of madness and stuff like that. It's like, you still got to be careful a little bit here. And this might be one of those ones again, where you're just like, all right, again, flying too close to the sun a little bit. Come yeah, on, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't know if I think it's flying too close close to the sun, but I do think they um they swung they swung wide. <laughs> yeah, definitely um, did. Definitely did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and again, it's not I, a complete miss because you're gonna you're gonna you, again. I'm I'm sounding. This is probably the most negative I've been about an MCU film ever. Um, but mm-hmm. like I said, there's great things in this. It's beautiful to watch. I love the cast. The cast works really well together. And as much as I said that Angelina Jolie's character with Athena was too much, they actually didn't overdo it with her. And they make part of her. She's not. She's she's not overbearing. She's an important part of the cast. I I like how they fit her in there. It's just there's just so much with everything else. Um, they uh Brian Tyree uh, Henry's character. You know, 
really kind of, and you knew this from the, you know, they, they showed this in the, in some of the trailers and stuff like that. And leaning into the fact that he's, a, he, he, he's gay. He's, he's got a, and he's, it's a gay family, you know, and yeah, you know, a gay relationship, male relationship with a black man. Like that's, these are important things that this film and I, does. And, it, and, and they're all really good. It's just, it's so much. It's, it's a lot. I, my recommendation for anybody going into this movie is just kind of, Watch it wide view. Don't try to think of, well, who's important and who do I need to be paying attention to? Mm -hmm. You need to pay attention to everything. When they tell you a time period, pay attention. When they have somebody do something strategic, but they're, the only thing that you get that makes sense at certain points is you know that there are certain points when they're doing something that goes against what they told you their mission was, you know, the prime directive of non-interference. Pay attention. When they tell you where they are in the world, pay attention. Just kind of let the movie flow. I feel like I'm about to be Bruce Lee and say, let it flow like water. Just be here. Don't try to figure out what you can ignore. And I think a lot of the things that critics are digging in and are kind of feeling negative about is because they want Marvel to be stuck in a box. So they're beating up on the parts that needed to happen in order for the movie to recenter what we're doing in the MCU. And it's clear that there's going to be some reshuffling and recentering in the MCU. And I am here for it. And there's depth of character. The ensemble is huge. I do agree with Chris. I do agree with you. That is part of where it's not best. This is an editing problem. And mm -hmm. I think people are being and going real hard in on this movie for its editing problems in ways that they don't ever do anything for prestige films. And I think that's what's pissing me off. I can see that. Oh, here's the thing. I don't want to see anybody who praised the or ask for the Zack Snyder cut to be talking about uh, editing choices because motherfucker, you fall the fuck back. You you gotta set this one out. You gotta yeah. You got you 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 need to shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean this this movie deals with the cosmic and the fantastic. That's a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're not just a lore, like even if you don't even know that there's a whole bunch of lore that they're about to mine and figure out ways to open doors or places to go. You're dealing with a movie that functions on a cosmic level, a fantastic level, and then goes down to an everyday, the everyday of man and people and movement and relationships. That's a freaking lot. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things that people always complain about they don't feel is in Marvel movies. So pick a lane. You either want them to do <laughs> or you don't. But yeah, I don't think it's bloated. I don't think it's rushed. I don't think that um it's i don't i i think i think it hits m m the majority of the right notes but uh you know there's a mo another movie that came out that's in this and literally for the first three days after i watched it the first time all i could say is beautiful gowns this is not that movie i was talking about i enjoyed eternals but i think a lot of people who are reviewing this movie don't know their ass from a hole in the ground that can be it. Like I said, I so I and I will say this too. So I can now put this in now that I've gotten my my feelings about the movie in. Let me just tell you guys right now, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> I do not give a fuck about seeing things in the theater. Okay, so 
So stop making me go. Stop making me go. All right. I don't I don't I don't I don't understand people who are trying to tell me that the theater is such great like that AMC commercial with Nicole Kidman show it annoys yeah. the fuck out of me every time. This is where you're gonna yeah. see you don't wanna see you don't wanna see these big budget movies on the small screen. Your screen is fucking dirty out of an eighty five inch fucking TV. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not watching anything I, on a small screen if I don't hey, want what to. What the fuck is wrong with you? We have O L D uh, LED TVs and shit like that. What are you talking about? Our TV yeah. look better than your movie fucking screen. So you want me to sit yeah. and make it the street? You want me to cram into a into us into an uncomfortable seat with a bunch of fucking strangers who can't shut the fuck up? Like literally before the movie started, somebody's over there rustling, trying to open up their fucking candy. I'm just like, oh my god, this is annoying the fuck out of me. Will you shut the fuck up? And I'm sitting there in the entire time. It's a this is a long ass movie, two hours and thirty seven minutes. Hello, where'd you go? Can you? Oh, I'm sorry. I ended up muting myself. I was so angry. Um... <laughs> I actually hit the button and muted myself because I just like, see myself Chris going. Just um, the, you just know that I, uh, on me, bro. I, uh, like, it was... I need to take five deep the breaths. Other, the other two is, like, <laughs> I'm going to wear a theater. I'm going to wear a mask the entire time. So that means I'm sitting there with a mask on for two hours mm-hmm. and 37 minutes. And see, here's the thing. When, when you're working and you're doing something else and you're... T- like, it's fine. When we're just sitting there watching a screen for two hours and 37 it's the most uncomfortable fucking thing in the world like that's not enjoyable like watching a film is supposed to be enjoyable it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be relaxing you know what's not relaxing sitting in a theater with a mask on you know uh trying to watch the screen listen to everybody else like rustling around and breathing (sighs) this is not guys guys i need you guys to stop pretending like going to a goddamn movie theater is is some fun adventurous thing to do it's not an okay. experience it's okay I'll, I'll be real i missed i miss private screenings i miss when we put together or i put together with a bunch of my friends and i'm in a mood and i'm in a room with a bunch of people that i like to watch movies that's with. different that does not count it does count because that's how i went to the movies i either went by myself at times where i had a high a possibility of being in the movie theater by myself for a film that needed that kind of scope and sound current around me, aka I'm going to Dolby, I'm going to IMAX, or I'm going somewhere to see something with my friends. That's what I like about movie theater. So I wholeheartedly agree with people are out here playing these nostalgia games. And a lot of it has to do, I don't care what anyone says, it has to do with privilege. But I think for a movie like Internals, if you're going to go see it, you should go see it in Dolby if you're going to leave your house. Make it worth leaving your house for. Because honestly, I don't really, I've seen a couple of movies. I saw The Harder They Fall at home and in the movie theater. I enjoyed them both. I enjoyed The Harder They Fall with respect to its sound engineering in a movie theater because it deserved all of those speakers and that kind of wraparound sound. I think Eternals deserved all the speakers and the wraparound sound. Dune didn't. I enjoyed Dune more at home where I could turn on the closed caption because the sound engineering and the score fought each other. Um, So that's actually a good point about Eternals. I'm going to be honest here. maybe, Maybe it's just me. Did not like the score. I liked the score. I didn't like the soundtrack drop-ins. Maybe that's maybe. Mm, let, let me now. Now you got me thinking. Mm, there you go. That's what it was. It was the soundtrack drop-ins, not the score. You're right. Yeah, it just. I think that also hurt 
that mm-hmm. and sometimes it wasn't just the editing it was the i'm just like why did you choose that do why are you doing that yeah that, that like it's those just, are the kinds of things that yeah. i think are legitimate commentary about the flaws in this movie i didn't like some of the scores the the the, the soundtrack drop-ins uh some of the quips felt a little like they're mm-hmm. gonna date before people even see the film mm-hmm. um but yeah no i, I feel i i'm absolutely 100 percent on board with you with those elements i agree and um yeah but as far as like storyline plot subtext layers this movie yeah yeah it's a lore film it's a fucking epic fantasy those things are always big they're always too much and not enough and i think it was smart for them to recognize that eternals is where they needed to do that again like a lot of people get pissed off about dark world but how much shit do we come back to that well, works because dark and, world and exists? i think that's i think that is what marvel went for here and i think that's going to be the legacy of eternals i think that they are going to use this to clearly build a, a larger they they clearly have a much larger cosmic plan in store for us, which we knew. Is it we gonna knew. be meta? We knew, right. <laughs> we knew, we knew this. But you know, clearly they are and they're 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 betting big on that and they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna change on that, right? I mean like right. there's a company that if, let's uh, I'm not saying it is, but let's say on somehow that this movie flops, right? That's nothing to them, right? They already it won't have be the, the first time, right? Well, not only that, but it's like it's the, if they already have the highest gr- grossing movie of the year, and mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like they don't care, and I think that's the thing here, and right, and I think that's why you're they're able to do things like this and do these kind of projects because you know right. a lot of other studios wouldn't wouldn't do a project like Eternals because like what about the bottom line? What about the risk? What about this? And this company said we're going to do it there's risk and we're also going to make it so that it's again is this is a film that is i say this i'm like and i i i'm, I'm reminded of when deep says at the time we were we, we talked about eternals like i know nothing about the eternal and he he we, we recom you guys know us it's like i don't care about the and, and we're like but we're still gonna go see it we're still gonna and that's what right. the power marvel is and and they and i'm saying that even for somebody like me like whew, they were scraping the they were scraping to get some of the stuff here. I'm just like, really? We're doing? Oh, really? Woo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But that's what it, that's what I love about it because mm-hmm. now that like there are other things that are some of the more mainstream or mainline storylines that I'm like, okay, yeah, it was interesting, but that felt a little forgettable for me. And then you jump over to this stuff, and I'm like, oh, and this guy is this person, and this person is that person. Like the person who went to this movie screening with me, um, you know, thank you to you because I needed a ride. Uh was like at the very last scene there's something that happens and there's a voice that talks over and i screamed out yes and they're like what the fuck Rhonda?" i was like what i'm sorry i can't tell you it'd be a spoiler of everything but you're really gonna like it when it happens and he's like i fucking hate you he's like did we just slide into your weird weird comic lane i'm like oh yeah y'all slid right into third base and we definitely are making into home absolutely but like you said, this is a solid B in the pantheon of Marvel. Right? So when you're talking about a movie being a solid B and that's the low end, you really need to think about that in context. More like a solid C+, but I hear you. 
Listen, I hear you. Your C plus, my B minus, they kind of hang out together. I I hear you. I hear you. When it comes to these things. I think for people who aren't into this kind of lore epic, it's going to be a C. I think if you like epics, even if you're not into comics, all of the elements in this movie that really work as an epic fantasy, it's going to slide you into a B minus. But if you're also a straight up lore fool like me, this gonna hit you at a B. The, all of those things exist here. They've done well. Chloe Zhao does a great job, but the same flaws that she has in the movies, like Nomadland, are in True. Eternals. Yes, and I, I mean, yes, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up too. It's like as much of people like Nomadland. We had our issues with Nomadland, and mm-hmm. you know, you're right. They're still here, so. So some of that is stylistic to Chloe Zhao. And if those and if that's a quirk I gotta deal with to get the rest of what she does well, you know what I'm gonna do? Well, here's the thing though, I, and and to that point, there's always been a criticism of Marvel that I've never subscribed to, but like that they don't let directors have their own visions. Clearly, this is a this is Chloe's movie. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is because mm-hmm. her fingerprints are all over it. All over, so, this, movie. All over this. And and this is one of the longest movies they've done. This is a, two, I can't, I still can't, two hours and 37 fucking minutes. So, huh. Yeah. Still felt shorter than Dune. But, Ooh, um, I, so. There's a reason why I haven't started that yet. So Yeah, I know. You'll make it. It's cool. I'm sitting at home, know. so I can, I can take plenty of breaks and stuff. So, like, somebody was like, you, you gotta see Dune. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you, don't. you can watch Dune at home. You will enjoy it more at home. You can rewind when you need to at home. You can fast fucking, forward when you need to at home. But also, can I, I say one thing too? Also, one thing about that. One thing about that. For other people talking about, yes, it's a great forty million dollars. Stop. 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 The movie made like what, like two hundred million dollars to make. Don't sit there and try to downplay the fact that. Earlier this year, when Black Widow made like $80 million, you guys were talking about how that was a flop and blah, 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 blah. Now Dune comes out and makes $40 million and it's the greatest thing in the world. Stop that Be quiet. shit. Stop yeah, just, that yeah. shit. All right? Yeah. I, need I to told do, you this was going to be a niche not. film that nobody's going to fucking watch. All right. I'm sorry. I had to get that out, I had to get that out <laughs> no, before we do the. No, no, no. I think, I think a big part of this problem is people have trained themselves away from the med- meditative films when it comes to superhero stories we don't really get them anymore and if we do it's always about a single soul character right that standalone kind of lone wolf type thing that we do that doesn't always work because there's not enough to it to make it hold i think this is exactly where you get meditative and i think part of the other reason why some people aren't really big digging it is because this is their quote mindless movie this is what they that's their category of movie for the mindless it's the fun it's the what did what did um say as you call it the the roller coaster the the theme park well, that's, and, a, that's uh, a funny thing i'm I'm interested in seeing what people that were saying that about this i'm like well you wanted this this is what you this is what you asked for this is what you mm-hmm. you wanted you didn't want the mindless fun you wanted the the deep meditative like you wanted all that stuff well there it is like i said if you don't put a marvel name on it you put somebody else's name on it all of a sudden it's the greatest movie in the fucking world like I've seen you guys. I've, uh, mm, yeah, mm. And I'm, I'm and watching I all y'all, and I've yeah. been watching. I waited until right before we recorded uh, to actually look at anything people are saying. And when I tell you, I had to just nope out. I was like, no. Nah. But the thing I think is also interesting to me on a point of view of humans: people who are saying certain parts of this movie are forgettable, or they couldn't get invested, or they didn't. You know, there 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 are serious things going on here, and it doesn't seem like it. I was like, this whole movie is about 
preservation of life. Uh, it's about priorities. It's about the environment. It's about the world. It's about the purpose and focus of man. And if you're watching a movie of this kind of meditative nature and you don't care, the problem is not in the movie. The problem isn't that the movie didn't go fast enough, kill enough things, go smash, bang, pow, and go bang, bang, bang in front of your eyes enough. The problem is you. And you should probably go and seek some help for that hole in your soul where empathy goes. And I don't care if people get mad that I say that. This movie doesn't need to scream at you about the obvious things when it comes to the movie's conscience. The whole movie is about conscience and if you get to a point to where you're not able to hold on to the epic battle of what's going on with the deviants and attacking people and why is that bad good weird and what's happening to the seven thousand years of evolution that happens on the screen in front of you and the ups and downs and the values and the pain suffering angst upset and what it does to somebody who has to watch all of it that's not the movie's fault because that's when you kind of get into the storylines that has to do with Droog. And I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it's what gets into more of what's going with Festos. And I think that there's, there's people are already trying to hard code a scene that happens with him. And I think people are misinterpreting it. Um, so I would again recommend that as you're watching this, remember that these are people who've been observers of man. Mm-hmm. These are people who had a specific mandate of a particular type of instigation. So if something terrible happened, they didn't do it. So don't put that on them. Mm-hmm. Keep the lens where it belongs, like on man. And I think those are some of the things that are the reasons why people or saying I didn't get it, or this is unreliable. The narrator is not unreliable. <laughs> the narrator, yeah. I'm going to shut up because I almost spoiled. But what did you think about Salma Hayek in this movie? Uh, I mean, could have been anybody else. Probably should have been somebody else. That's how I felt. Yeah, but I, I feel mean, like just, Selma Hayek as Ajax is the only one who probably could have been somebody. Else. But, uh, but uh, right, you're you're right. But also, her role in the movie is actually not that is important, but also not that much. So you right. don't get enough of her to be annoying. And uh, to be perfectly honest, you know what? I actually thought Angelina Jolie was actually really well. Which is, oh, which is, I was worried about that. Yeah. I thought it might be might be too overbearing because it's Angelina Jolie, but she fits very very well in this film. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a reminder that some of the problems that people have with Angelina Jolie in movies is or, not her fault, right? Or not her because she can act her ass off when she needs to, and, and yeah. she knows how to stay in her lane and in ensemble. Yeah. Um. And so everybody else in this, and everybody else, like I said, could do without Salma Hayek. But again, you don't get enough of her to to really be that to me to be that big of a problem. To be honest, um, I I, I know some people have some some issues with the character, and that's fine. But it's like literally. Well, she's important. She's also not on screen enough to give a shit, right? Honestly. Right. I and, I think for me, the reason why I keep sticking out with Ajax as the Eternal being the problem is because I feel like a part of the editing issues revolve around Ajax. No, they do. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yes, almost every single time that you're dealing with Ajax, it's the editing issues 
that involve her, yes. That is 100% true. Yeah, so I feel like that's where you start getting issues because certain things that need to feel major plotty end up feeling subplotty and other things that needed to feel Mm -hmm. subplotty feel main narrative. And I think that's another thing that's kind of messing up Mm-hmm. some things yeah so you know but you know one thing that i did like is uh the way that they kind of played into the idea of this is where our folklore fairy tales myths and legends come from mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah uh if you don't leave this movie like enamored with gilgamesh i don't know what's wrong with you right except for the fact that you will at one point in time say, hey, yo, I, I need you to aim better where you, like, yeah. have people fall. Like, yeah. what you doing, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, or, I gave my score. My score, I, I'm at a seven for this. Where, where are you at with this film? I'm at a seven. I'm at a firm okay. seven. Okay. Um, That's why I said we even out. Like, because the things that I like about prestige films that tend to push things up exist in this movie and i you know i love deep lore fantasy films so yeah, yeah that's where we even out with we have different ideas of what the flaws are but yeah so um so there you guys have it uh you get the rest of the reviews on movie trailer reviews we have we'll have more things coming out soon um on premium ro and i will be talking about dune so that'll be the fourth uh film in our um, uh, fourth uh, premium episode coming out for uh, October. We're going to squeeze it right in there. Uh, but November, and I, and I know it should have probably been October if we plan this out, but we don't plan things out and stuff. We're busy. November, <laughs> we'll start doing the found footage films that we'll do on premium. So stay tuned for that. And um, um, we're going to do a companion conversation digging more into like book spoiler type stuff for dune and that'll be on i talk shit and read so that'll be on the main but it'll be non-premium but if yes. you really want to know what we think of the movie me and chris yeah you got to go be premium for that yes. just saying yep. but i got the book nerds together who have all read dune and we had a moment that turned into two hours and i blame parish yeah all right folks thank you guys very much for listening and until next time we are out of here peace <laughs>